You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. We are live. It is Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Head on over to RiseUp915.com to register for game day giveaways with the Oscar Arieta Agency, the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. And by the way, if you know a, a person who should be nominated to be a hometown hero honored at the next UTEP game, uh, check it out online, hometown hero tab at OscarArietaAgency.com. Uh, so you can nominate somebody with them and their great team. Well, we are talking about a UTEP victory. Uh, Cade McConnell started at quarterback for the Miners. Uh, I'm just letting all our listeners know a warning. I've, I've thrown out a feeler to Cade McConnell, who, by the way, uh, is our 600 ESPN El Paso Sports Talk future intern. He has his own segment here on the show with us, Talking Under Center with Cade McConnell here with us on Sports Talk. He will be our spring intern next year. He wants to do this. He wants to be a sports uh, broadcasting guy. You know, we were kind of making jokes in the uh, last game against Louisiana Tech, but I, I was, you know, I was pretty serious when I thought that he was dinking and dunking pretty nicely on that final drive uh, against La Tech at home. And in this one, he gets the start ahead of Gavin Hardison, ahead of uh, Kevin Hurley, and uh, no Jake McNamara. He was in. He did not clear protocols or whatever it was. He didn't clear uh, his injury protocol. And Gavin Hardison, he went through warm-ups. He tried to attempt to play today, but he couldn't go. Uh, it was Kevin Hurley as the backup quarterback. Cade McConnell gets the start today for the Miners. And look at what happens. The Miners go up 21 to nothing in the blink of an eye. I mean, 12 minutes into the game, they're up 21-zip. And I'm thinking to myself, who is this UTEP football team? An 80-yard touchdown pass from Cade McConnell to Kelly Akari. Uh, a, a 75-yard opening touchdown drive that was capped off by a Hankins one-yard rushing touchdown. Then, on the third drive, a 72-yard drive that was only three plays and lasted just 48 seconds. 23-yard touchdown pass from Cade McConnell to uh, Kelly Akari. I was very impressed with him. I loved his poise in the backfield. I know that it wasn't you know, necessarily the nicest thing second quarter on from Cade McConnell, but he did enough in order to win this game. I thought it was a great first start by him as the Miners quarterback today for his first ever game. Uh, I was beyond impressed by him. And then speaking of beyond impressed... Kelly Akari, have yourself a career night. Eight catches, 223 receiving yards, two uh, touchdowns in this game for Kelly Akari. We were kind of waiting for that game for him to, uh, you know, explode onto the scene. Well, he did that in the biggest way possible. Think about it. I mean, Kelly Akari went into this one with 17 catches for 290 yards. That was what his uh, season yardage total was going into this game. And look at what he does. He almost duplicates that with a 223 receiving yard performance in this one for the Miners. Uh, was just an absolute monster. 
in the receiving game, had 10 total targets, and then, of course, uh, the man, the yards after uh, completion, 66 yards after completion for Kelly Akari today. Uh, my hat's off to him. He was an absolute star. And then you got to talk about the dogs on defense because when UTEP uh, had an onside kick that was recovered by Florida International, when Cade McConnell had an interception that he threw in this game, when UTEP went for it, uh, excuse me, they attempted a field goal uh, inside Florida Florida International Territory and missed it. And then they missed another one in Florida International Territory. The defense stepped up in the biggest ways possible. Praise Amayule became the program's all-time leader in career sacks. He has 21 uh, total uh, sacks in his career after two today. Maurice uh, Moe Westmoreland had almost three sacks in this game. They gave him two and a half in this one when it was all said and done. But six total tackles. Uh, for the other pass rusher opposite of Praise Amehule. UTEP gets five sacks as a team in this one, five quarterback pressures, and three forced fumble, one uh, that was actually taken. And that one was very impressive by Praise Amehule. They get an interception off Tory Richardson, the cornerback as well. And all in all, the Miners get a road victory against Florida International. 27-14, guys. Welcome into the program, Sal Montes. Welcome into the program, Zay Galindo. We are ready to talk about this one in a big way. Uh, Sal, I'll start with you. Your instant reactions. UTEP gets their first win in the state of Florida, and now they are 2-5 and five on the season. I'm not right, uh, lighting the world on fire telling you this <laughs> team is back, Sal. Yeah. But uh, for a team that was, you know, I thought was ready for the exit, ready for the end of the season, uh, this was such a you know positive win for this program. Yeah, you know what? For a team that's averaging somewhere in the area of about 16 or so points per game, they have 21 points before the uh, before the end of the first quarter, which was huge. They were able to get touchdowns, and that's what um, that's kind of that spark that we've seen bits and pieces of. I'd say maybe you know. Five uh, percent. We've seen those flashes finally came to fruition for this offense today, and the defense was helping out early as well. That's what powered them to the twenty-one nothing lead, and ultimately, um, you know, let them win this game because two field goals after that, not much to write home about. But they played as a unit for a larger part of the game, which was good to see because it's normally the other way around. So look at what happened in the second half. I just have to, again, commend that defense, to your point, Sal, in the second half. They give up that touchdown, that eight-play, 84-yard opening Mm -hmm. drive of the second half touchdown for Florida International. After that, it's the onside kick, which UTEP forces a turnover on downs inside the minor's territory. Then it's a punt, followed by a punt, interception for Torrey Richardson, then a forced fumble, and then a turnover on downs. That's how they finished this game. Mm-hmm. They uh, clamped down in the biggest way possible defensively, and I just commend that UTEP defense for clamping down in the second half, doing what they needed to do to shut things down and win this game. It was very impressive by that defense, which, by the way, you know, in that uh, Louisiana Tech game, they struggled. In the UNLV game, they struggled. And those are two home matchups for the Miners uh, 
in which yeah. defensively looked a little shaky. Today, they still had guys out. Mikel Broussard was out. You still had Tyler Williams playing as that free safety position. You had Trez Moore, who's probably off the team, not going to play for the rest of the season, along with Tavita Tafuna. Elijah Johnson, we hear, has quit the team. He is not with the, the team anymore. No Brighton Thompson. He is out as well, along with Nate Diamond. I am just very impressed the way that this defense has responded despite re, uh, hitting adversity yeah. this season. And, and you know what? Even to that point, uh, FIU scores two touchdowns, but they had to work for those touchdowns because we're looking at those drives. Nine plays for 94 yards on their first touchdown, just two um, two seconds shy of four minutes. It was like 358. And then in the third quarter, they come out and drive the ball 84 yards, which um, you know on paper looks nice, but – they they were they were nickel and diming up until they got some good chunks and were able to score. But either way, though, you look at it when they were driving and UTEP forced turnovers or punts. FIU had to earn every single yard as easy as they made it look at times yeah. for, for the uh, for the Panthers. Yeah, to your point, Sal, uh, that one touchdown drive in the third quarter, the opening one, they converted a third and long. Florida Ooh. International did. That was just crucial on that one. And I felt like that swung the momentum on that drive specifically. But uh, nonetheless, I digress. Let's quickly go over to Zay. Zay, your instant reactions after this win here uh, for the Miners. Uh, but before we get to you let's pause 10 seconds for station identification you're listening to minor talk brought to you by the oscar id at the agency calls and comments coming up next right here on 600 espn el paso Zay, you got a chance to watch this entire game with us here at the studios. Your instant reaction, UTEP snapping a four-game losing streak and winning on the road against Florida International. Yeah, you know, I thought they played a great game. I thought they played a great first half. They came out strong, and, you know, down the stretch, there were some questionable play calls, you know, stuff like that, stuff that can be fixed. You like to see them be a little more aggressive, but, uh, I mean, they, they took care of business. You know, this is the type of UTEP team that we expected to see at the start of the year, and, um, you know, maybe... The season's not over. They can still contend for a bowl, and, you know, more wild things have happened. They can still contend for a conference championship if they were to win out, and I know that's, you know, mm. saying maybe too much, and I don't think they're going to, con- you know, contend for a conference championship, but I'm just saying, you know, it's possible. Everything that was on the table, you know, start of the year, that what they wanted, their goals are still on the table. Mathematically, everything is still possible. Well, to your point, I mean, mathematically you're right, but uh, I would just say for the Miners, just try to, you know, get to that bowl game achievement that this uh, program has been starving for. I don't even know if they're going to get to that point. I just think it's a good thing that they get a victory on the road, especially knowing that they've lost four in a row, and they just desperately needed it for uh, motivation and a little momentum heading into the 100th edition of the Battle of I-10, which is next Wednesday against New Mexico State. Let's get back to the phone lines right now. Our telephone number, 915 915- 505-6009. And we're going to open up the program by talking with a friend of the show, Babe Loffenberg, who is calling in on the hotline right now. Babe, it's great to talk to you tonight after a UTEP victory. How's everything going, my man? Uh, well, how are you and Sal doing tonight? Oh, we're hanging in. We're doing great, babe. We're, we're uh, hanging yeah. in, doing just fine. Hey, you know, I know you, you callers come in and, hey, I do the same, right? Uh, you start nitpicking the win and I uh, could have done this. We score there, you go up through touchdowns, and why'd we run it on third down, and why'd we throw it on first down? And, but yeah. 
Clay Helton, the former USC coach, my son was on the staff, and I stole this. I've, I've used it all the time from him. But Clay Helton used to say, celebrate all wins. And I think that's what you have to do. It's hard to win and hard to win on the road. And we know it's been especially difficult for Utah to win on the road. So we'll celebrate this win. No doubt. I mean, look at and look at how they did it, babe. I mean, if you told me just on paper, UTEP goes into a road game in Conference USA where they're having to play uh, really far away from El Paso in the city of Miami like they are tonight with a fourth-string quarterback and Cade McConnell. I mean, and, and then you have all these players out on the defense for whatever reason, and they actually pull off a, a win and they're up 21-zip at the end of the first quarter, I would have said you were insane. I, I would have said, wait, uh, let me uh, put on some Wednesday night con- conference USA football action. <laughs> hey, don't think I wasn't nervous, but I- I'll tell you what, I could not be more proud of Cade and the way he played and the way he opened the thing up and, and hit two bombs to start the thing, basically. And I think that probably gave him, well, not probably, he gave him so much confidence because let's face it, you go out there, and I don't care if you're the first pick in the NFL draft. You, you wonder, hey, can I do this? I mean, it's a it's a tough deal. Bryce Young is zero and five as a starter, right, at Carolina? Yeah, maybe zero and four. I don't think I think he missed one start, but so you know, you, doubt creeps in. Can I do this? I was here for Troy Aikman, rookie year. I mean, I was on the team. He went zero and eleven that year. I'm sure there was some doubt in his mind. Gosh, and I know, <laughs> I know. That. He said one time, you know, post post 0 and 11. He said, "I was just thinking, man, what does it take to win the game in this league?" <laughs> so I'm real happy for Cade to just jump in. You know, has not had a ton of reps. Obviously, got him this week, but you know, he he hasn't been the guy getting prepped for each game. So to come in and play the way he did, that was fantastic. Now, I, I think that UTEP faces an interesting conundrum going into next week because if Gavin Hardison is healthy, babe, and if he is uh, you know, a full go, I wonder what they do at that quarterback position. If they kind of flip-flop between him and Cade, do you ride the hot hand after this victory? It's going to be an interesting week of practice leading into what is going to be, again, a must-win game. UTEP right now has no games in which they can afford a loss. Yeah. Uh, they need as many wins as they can under under their belt, and next week happens to be the 100th edition against their rivals, New Mexico State, who's also playing pretty well right now. I mean, sign me up. I mean, just as a college football fan, sign me up for this one. No, I love that. I love that. It's going to be going to be a huge game. Obviously, the rivalry, the I-10 rivalry, and, you know, um, New Mexico State has been playing well this year, and now, you know, UTEP has to take a little confidence in the next week's game after what they did tonight, so... Again, I think it's fantastic. I was I loved praise. Here's what I love: two things: praise getting the all-time sack record. Yep. But then, how cool is it that after the game, he just set the sack record for Utah football in the history of Utah football, and he's on the post game talking to John Teicher there, congratulating John on his 500th <laughs> game. That's the kind of guy he is. That's really that's praise of Mayule. That's you're exactly right. I love I love how you point that out, babe. Hey, uh, I want I want to mention what you're doing with the Live Like Luke uh, fight uh, section that is happening at the Sun Bowl each and every week. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about this? Because this is your first appearance this season on Minor Talk, calling in uh, unannounced, which I love. I love when you pop (laughs) in and out, and it's awesome whenever you do this. But now that you've uh, uh, joined the show here tonight. uh, 
Uh, give us a little rundown of what this is. We always love the posts. We love seeing all the people out there. And I think it's an excellent initiative to offer to minor fans. Well, I wanted to do something. Um, we, we have the nutrition station, which we built and, then, and we fund for the players. But I kind of wanted to do something for the community and something. My Luke was always looking out for other people. I mean, always. Uh, it didn't matter if he, they were 10-year-old kids or adults. He was just always looking out for people. So I thought, you know, what could we do in the El Paso community? So what we did was, so we buy uh, through the fundraiser that we do uh, here. But if, you know, Roger Staubach attends, Troy Aikman, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, got a whole bunch of, Daryl Johnston's been, Jason Garrett's been the last couple of years um, since he, he's a TV guy now and not a coach. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we, we do the fundraiser, and uh, part of the purpose of that is I was going to try to do something for the El Paso community. So what we've done is we buy 50 tickets to each home game, and we, we also get the kids or whoever's coming, uh, you know, hot dog, soft drink, and water. Uh, so some of these kids, you know, they don't have discretionary money to go to the concession stand. So you don't want to just get them out there and then leave them. Mm-hmm. So they, you get a ticket, a hot dog, a soft drink, and water uh, for the home game. We, again, we buy basically 50 tickets, however many the group is. We we had the YMCA out. We had Big Brothers Big Sisters. We had the Crisis uh, Shelter. Uh, I don't know who is going to be this Wednesday. I've got to talk to... Uh, my, my UTEP connection, who has done a fantastic job over there for me. But uh, they, they, I, I said, you know the community better than I do, and who could use these? Uh, and so they, they have uh, kind of found a, a group each week that, uh, again, they, they, they come free of charge. And hopefully they see a minor win on Wednesday night. <laughs> Man, that's excellent, babe. Hey, it's always great to talk to you. It's always uh, even better talking minor football with you. It's uh, I, We love whenever you pop in uh, to the show here on Minor Talk. You always have uh, the car, you always have carte blanche to just call in whenever. I mean, I'm just giving you the it. green light all the time. So uh, we'll get a chance to talk to you soon enough. And, hey, next until next Wednesday, that's the next UTEP game. We're ready to go. All right, and then you'll be carrying us, of course, our Cowboys broadcast Monday night, right? There you go. There it of is. Of course, on all our right. station, 95.5 KLAQ. We love listening to you all the time there. Um, so really appreciate twice it. twice on the station in four days. Let's go. <laughs> that's some good stuff. Yeah, that's exactly okay. right. That, that's why we planned guys, it this way. <laughs> you guys have a great night. Great win for the Miners. All right, good night to you, okay. babe. All right, it's great to talk to you. Hey, uh, let's keep things moving here on the program. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. If you're trying to get into the show, 600 ESPN El Paso on social media and wherever you are available at 600ESPNElPaso.com. Let's go to Anthony, who's joining us next on the program. Anthony, good evening. What's happening, man? What's up, Adrian? What's up, Sal? What's up, Zay? How you guys doing tonight? We're hanging in, Anthony. Uh, this was an interesting game for a lot of reasons, and I think that minor fans were surprised in the first quarter, knowing that they were up twenty-one nothing, and then a little bit concerned in the second half with things like uh, interceptions, onside kicks started to happen. What was what were your emotions like throughout this one? Well, I mean, I was there supporting them from the beginning, of course, but I was over at a uh, Moon Tower on the west side watching it. And there was a couple other minor fans with me, but man, I was—I thought I was in a dream when I was watching that first quarter. That was the most exciting minor ball I've watched in years. Like I—that I, may be an uh, exaggerated statement, but I was so happy, man. Cade 
McConnell, man, what a quarterback he was in the first quarter. And the whole game actually didn't throw an interception, 262 yards, man. He freaking balled out. I think we have a new quarterback one here in El Paso. <laughs> No question about it. Hey, uh, I I asked that question to Babe, and I I think he was he did the excellent media uh, you know answer on that one. Anthony, what would you what would you do if you're Dana Dimmel next week uh, and Gavin Hardison is healthy? What do you do? Uh, man, I I don't care who's healthy. I don't care if it's Dak Prescott, if it's <laughs> Cade McConnell is the QB one over here in El Paso after that performance. It's not like he was making check downs and you know, went down the field with little short throws or anything. He was throwing exciting, deep passes, beautiful on the money. Like, um, you know, I mean, you can never say what Dana Dimmel is going to do because knowing him, he's going to come out and start Gavin Hardison next week. But, uh, wow, what a performance that was by Cade. And I'm so proud of him. I was so impressed by the whole team, the defense, even when I did get nervous during the game, even when I did feel like, man, this might go – the wrong way the defense came through and they got a sack or an interception and man i was just so excited watching that game finally i've been waiting i've been waiting seven games for a game like that and i i thought that was the minor team we were going to see all year honestly the team we saw today I think a lot of I think a lot of people feel the same way, Anthony. And hey, I, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weigh, weighing in on the show. <laughs> Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Oh man, Sal, you're hilarious. I, I love the, I love the posts that we're getting on on social media tonight. Um, hey, I will. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this, guys. A lot of people feel a lot of ways about Cade McConnell right now, but I feel like we are the apps, or at least I am. I am the absolute uh, most bias here when it comes to Cade McConnell like it's unfair for me to talk objectively about this guy I really think I I think you have to discredit a lot of the things that I'm about to say about him because uh Cade McConnell I mean look this is the this is the honest truth in about uh the summer I ran into him off the field and I real and you know we were talking and he was uh he was explaining to uh one of the SIDs I think it was Drew Bonney how he wants to be in sports journalism and you know more specifically sports broadcasting so I got his contact information uh, over the summer touch base with him and he said look I I would love to be uh, an intern at 600 ESPN El Paso I want to do this eventually like I want to be a sports broadcaster whether it's TV whether it's radio whether it's you know podcasting whatever and immediately you know I met him in person and you could see it Sal this guy's like well polished he speaks really well you can talk nothing about UTEP and he'd still be an interesting guest like he's compelling in all his arguments and he's well educated in most of his sports takes so he was an instant fit and you know we first thought let's bring him on uh as often as he'd like. He kind of has an open-door policy. But then... He started to develop like a really good rapport on the show with us. Like he was, he was asking questions to some of our guests. He's been chiming in on things like baseball and basketball, and of mm. course the NFL and college football. But the craziest one was Whataburger versus In and Out. He's giving out hot takes <laughs> left and right, exactly. Uh, and the point of all this is, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. I never thought he would sniff the field this year. I really didn't. I mm-hmm. thought I. Told 
told him, I said, hey, the only way you're going to get on the field is either if, if one, something really, really, really good happens in a game, you guys are up uh, big and they just throw you in uh, during that garbage time, or something really, really, really bad has gone on with the team. And it was the latter, guys. I mean, you fast forward here, October 11th, it was the latter. It was a bad thing for this program. I mean, having all the injuries and really not a lot of continuity at the quarterback position up to this point is not a good thing, regardless of what you want to think about any of these quarterbacks on the roster. Yet, Cade McConnell today outplayed everybody on that quarterback depth chart up to this point of the season in just one single game, and really in just one quarter. Uh, I know he had some shaky parts in the second half, and I know that there was that interception. I know I, I see all of that. Yeah, I get it. But for your first ever game in Division One and your first ever game as, as a college football starter, I thought it was a noteworthy performance. I, I We definitely deserve to give a lot more credit to guys like Kelly Akari throughout this one, guys like Praise Amele, Maurice Westmoreland, um, you name it. But I was just, you know, to step into that situation, to be on the road and your team 1-5 back against the wall uh, on the season, really having no signs of motivation. Guys are quitting the team left and right. And Cade McConnell goes in as a true leader. He talked about that with us here on the show, just bringing that leadership mentality. And I thought that's what he did. You know, I thought maybe at points, maybe he was held back by some of the play calling. You know, when you go run, run, pass uh, on a lot of those uh, conservative drives, it just doesn't do a lot for a quarterback. Yet uh, they pushed through it, he pushed through it, and they got the win. Guys, give me your – try to be as unbiased as you can. I had to un- unpack <laughs> it all and uh, give it all to our listeners because it's such an interesting topic. Zay, you give it to me first, and then you go south. Yeah, I thought he had a great game. He had the best quarterback performance, like you said, of any UTEP quarterback so far this season. And, um, you know, he just – I think if you – he earned another spot. He earned another – more playing time, right? I don't think it should be a question whether or not Gavin Hardison is healthy, who the starter will be. It should be Cade McConnell. Will it be? Who knows? But it should be. I mean, when you go out there, you ball out when the season is basically on the line and you're going out there with a – uh, quarterback who hadn't played in a Division One football game, you know, up until like last week, and he, you do that. I mean, he deserves, you know, another start. And uh, if it goes wrong, oh well. I mean, this guy balled out tonight. He deserves it all. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's unbiased. I think most UTEP fans would feel like this. Sal, I'm just gonna tell you yeah. this. Cade McConnell, if he's the starting quarterback against Mexico State next week, and he wins in the Battle of I-10, hundredth mm. edition, he instantly becomes a full Kira, regardless of however his UTEP career finishes, he instantly becomes a full hero in UTEP history. Mm, man, that's that's a lot of... Ryan Metz. Uh, yeah. Look at him. We still look at him pretty highly as a you know, within this program because of what he did in that comeback victory against, against New Mexico State. Yeah. And if it's another tight game, I mean, people will talk about it just as much as they did that one because they remember that one with the with the game winning pass going to Cedric Lang. Bang. You know, and if it's tight, is it gonna be Akari? Who who's it gonna be? I, I mean we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, we saw a tweet where um where the miners and we'll probably get to it later, but of course they, they had the pick and they celebrated at the Lambo and somebody tweeted Glory Road two. <laughs> oh that, man. That was great. No, Amazing. um my my thoughts on, on McConnell's performance was um you could tell early on in the first drive when they were moving the ball that they were likely going to score on that drive, and then on the very um, on the very next drive, just just 
airs it out, man. Airs it out like need some ventilation. They aired nope. it out crazy. All confidence. It was all there. And from there, it's like, okay, feeling good. And what do they do the next drive? Start slinging it some more. So I got to give them credit. They rode the hot hand. And they scored touchdowns on that drive. I really do believe that, let's say, Akari, uh, which I don't think would have happened because he was burning them. But let's say he gets tripped up, you know, inside the five. The running backs were doing work man Burgess had a great day Hankins had a good day um you know collectively so I I think with what they were doing they were going to score on that drive regardless but for Cade to basically be like now let's let's punch it in now with my arm that was huge um now you want to see more of it throughout the game you know play calling kind of I don't want to say detoured him completely because he did have some chances. And there there were some bad throws. I know there was a, yeah. a, a tipped catch by Akari, which was ridiculous. What was that in the in the third quarter or, third quarter. or second quarter? Somewhere around there. Um, you know, UTEP got lucky there, but sometimes it's, it's better to be lucky than good. However, um, teams have more film now. So I'm interested to see how this UTEP coaching staff is going to prepare uh, going forward what adjustments are they going to make with some film with that shows some negatives I mean they got lucky they won however you got to get ready for that next game and coach kill is definitely going to study this one hey uh um Cade McConnell to your point Sal and I'm going to make sure I get this right he was three of seven in the second half after starting nine of eleven in the first mm-hmm. half. So I mean, there you know, to your point, there there goes a little bit of the inefficiency in the second half. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine on the telephone. Uh, that's our telephone number. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on social media. If you want to check in and chime in there, Steve chiming in. Uh, Steve Kaplowitz, who is there at FIU, saying best part about the UTEP win, Cade McConnell. I was talking to Adrian. At at halftime, it's like a member of our 600 ESPN El Paso family was delivering for the minors. I love our internship program. Hashtag minor talk. It's so true. It's so true. I love our internship program. Uh, this It was like the perfect storm right here. <laughs> hey, let's go to the phones. It's Milkman, our man who is joining us next on the show. Milkman, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Milkman, what what are we talking about here, man? We're, it's a Wednesday oh night. We're talking God. about a win? What is I'm this? Telling you, I didn't even think I'd be I'd be talking to you like this tonight. I mean, it, it's been a horrible week for the world, but uh, great week for the miners. Holy cow! The I I I cannot believe what I just witnessed from from McConnell. Now, like you were saying, slowed down a bit in the second half, but that first half, he, I mean, a guy starts his first ever college game as the fourth the fourth string quarterback and he's playing like a Heisman contender. I mean, it was unbelievable that first half. Holy cow. Especially that first quarter. I, I honestly, I could not believe what I was seeing, but I got to <laughs> yeah. tell you, even, even with that, um, there was a lot of other good play out there. Like Akari God, that when he, when he battled for that uh, reception, that was, that was phenomenal. Uh, I, I was like, wow, baller. I can't believe he came up with that. I mean, just, there was a lot of good stuff I saw tonight, and like I said, I, you heard me before. I was I I didn't even think they'd win another game, but uh, as far as uh, who should be the starter, I mean, you know, if there's really any if there's any question that it should be McConnell, I mean, I I think partisan for you know all the time he's put in, but my God, I really like. Honestly, if it's even a question, then I got to go back to coaching. Like, what, what are you doing, coach? Like, I mean, come on. Uh, it, it, the performance is on the field. I mean, what, what, 
what did we just witness tonight? I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's <laughs> plainly obvious. Even even the I, it's really something when even the announcers are going, "Wow, I, th- I think that's his uh, first incomplete pass of the night." Like, I mean, they were very impressed. I mean, and on the national stage, which was really good. Um, I <clears throat> I do remember him talking to you guys on the show. It's funny because when I was I was actually driving in my truck and I heard him on the show and I was like, "This guy sounds sounds like a really uh, you know." Uh, uh, articulate guy, like I, I was like, I started looking him up. I'm like, you said like he's a quarterback. I like, I couldn't even tell you the picture, <laughs> but I saw that he played for UTEP. It's so I was, true. I was like, wow. I was like, I wonder if he's ever going to actually play. And man, I got to tell you, I am, I am on cloud nine after seeing that that performance. Like that was, that was phenomenal. Like it really was. I, I'm, I'm just happy I'm able to talk about it with you guys. Um, hey, uh, I don't even know where to go on the, I mean, like, uh, Milkman, did you have any, like, uh, what was your biggest concern? Was it the onside kick? Was it the interception? Was it, what, what was, what was your biggest, oh no moment of this game? Um, well, oh, I know exactly what it was. Cause I watched it with my dad, of course. And, uh, it was when, they, when they went up and were taunting them at the Lamborghini <laughs> and I looked at my dad, I was like, man, I hope that doesn't come back to haunt him. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, come on, guys, just focus on the field, you know? Um, so, yeah, that, that was, for me, that was, we, we looked at each other like, no, 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 don't, don't. <laughs> but now that's literally going to be how we remember this game. It's going to be all the defense by the Lambo, and then the that's how we're going to remember this game. I mean, the Lambo picture after the interception. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't believe Absolutely. that one. Now it's going viral oh, we, on social well, of course, media. When you when you win, I mean, it, you know that. <laughs> they, they don't look there it great. Is. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Um, well, Milkman, we talked about a victory today. I wonder what we're going to talk about next week, right? Um, I'm telling you, but uh, like I said, if he's not the starter, <laughs> we're going to have a different conversation, particularly mm. if they lose. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, with you on that. We're going to have a much different conversation. Hey, Milkman, you have a great night. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for waiting in on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 here on the program. 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere on social media and online, 600 ESPN El Paso.com. We burned through some calls. We went through our opening segment. I want to play a game or of in or out with Zay and Sal, and I'm going to tell you guys, this is the this is the hottest uh, this segment has ever been, and it's coming up right now. I'm so excited about this one. I am grinning ear to ear with all the names, all the personalities I have for this upcoming segment. In or out? Are you in or out, Sal, on this UTEP football team? We'll, we'll find out in just a little bit <laughs> as Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Hang with us throughout the entire show. We'll have our awards later on in the program. Our steamroller of the game. Man, we have a, a positive steamroller of the game thanks to Stanley Steamer. We also have our Oscar Arrieta Agency. Uh, you know they are they are presenting sponsors here on Minor Talk. We have our new start homes drive of the game, and then of course our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Minor Talk continues right after this. Uh, our segment in or out coming up right after this on 600 ESPN El Paso.
Hey, we are back. Minor Talk continues here. 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. We are wasting no time because uh, joining us now on the hotline is 600 ESPN El Paso's very own uh, Cade McConnell, who is joining us right now on the hotline. Cade, uh, I don't even know where to begin with, man, other than I'm, I'm, sm- I'm grinning ear to ear, and I'm just so excited to talk to you here after this victory. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me call in. Uh, I always wanted to call in and uh, say thank you to you guys first of all for always letting me go on here and have a chance to speak. And uh, just, I'm just happy our team got to win. I'm happy grinning from ear to ear, just like you are right now. Cade, take me through the 80-yard touchdown because uh, Kelly Akari told the broadcast that wasn't the play call, but as soon as the play was called, he knew it was going to be a touchdown. Yeah, I guess sometimes it works out that way, and uh, I guess sometimes God has his hand over has his hand over the team, and uh, that's kind of what happened right there. And you know, I saw we wanted, we had the look we wanted for it. Um, it, it, it I thought it was good. And Kelly ran a great route, and uh, I was able to put the ball in a good spot for him. And what a big play! What a, what a fun play! What a fun play! Exactly. You like blew up social media. People were calling you an All American uh, on social media. They loved the first quarter, going up twenty one nothing, and then winning this game twenty seven to fourteen. How how would you characterize the second half? Because it's not like you guys uh, were throwing all over the place. You just wanted to kind of do what you needed to in order to win. Did you kind of regret not scoring more touchdowns down the stretch? Is that kind of your only regret of this game? Yeah, you know, I think everything in the first quarter was awesome. I think we were explosive. Um, I think we put the ball in good places, and I think that, you know, everybody from from sideline to sideline uh, across the field looked really good. And then into the second half, you know, the thing that we would want to change about that is we got into the red zone a couple times and didn't didn't convert and didn't put points up on the board. So when you look at that, you know, it, we showed a great sign of what we could do with this team to be explosive in the first quarter, and we need to replicate that through all three quarters and finish in the red zone, which is, you know, the most important thing. You're really good at this media stuff, which I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you've joined us since the summer, and uh, the, I mean, we've had a great relationship uh, both on and off the field. Uh, Cade, you tell me, what was it like doing this? I mean, uh, stepping in, you you t- you kind of manifested all of this on the show with us last week, but to see it all come to fruition and come out with the W and have your family there—they flew in all the way from California and got to watch your first ever Division One college football start and victory. How was this? feeling it's it's so surreal you know i've told you guys and i've said it on the show and i've been on before the only thing i've ever wanted to do my whole life growing up in football was to play division one college football um and i got that chance to start tonight you know and, and it went well and we got a win so um there's nothing but but good feelings around and, and, and happiness and i'm really happy that our team you know played great top to bottom uh, i had a clean pocket from the O line tonight obviously we ran the ball everywhere um, you know, I think it was a good top to bottom team win, and uh, it felt really good to get it. Kelly Akari became uh, the program's. F- he actually tied the program fifth all time for receiving yards in a single game. He had 223 receiving yards. What a performance for Kelly Akari in this game! Yeah, I mean that doesn't need to be understated whatsoever. You know, we've been talking about Kelly all season and how how good he can be, how explosive he can be, um, and you know, and that's on all of us, all eleven guys on the field, in order to work out that offense and do things right so that we can get the ball in his hand and make big plays, how we did tonight. Um, but I thought all the receivers played great. I thought that, you know, I thought Marcus Dillon, I thought Jeremiah Ballard and Kelly Akari, all those receivers that were in there did wonderful, made plays, ran great routes, caught the ball. I mean, I don't think we had any drops tonight. You know, it was just it was it was clean by them and a great performance. Um, and that's and that's what feels really good. You know, it's to come together as all eleven guys out there on the field and, and kind of put it together. Like I said, now we've got to finish in the red zone a couple more times. But overall, really nice by all of us. 
I have two more questions for you, Kate, and I'll let you go because I know you're you're getting ready to get back to El Paso. Uh, first off, the run game uh, being established early on, I'm sure that was important. But when you get big plays on passing plays, that makes everything much easier, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. You know, when you when you run the ball, you, the defense starts to come up, and that's when you hit them over the top. But then when you actually hit them over the top and hit the big deep play, now it's like, well, then now what do we do as a defense, <laughs> right? So we're, we're keeping them on their heels right there. Um, and, and that was great execution by the offense. I thought it was wonderfully executed, especially in that first quarter. Uh, last question, Cade. 100th edition of the Battle of I-10 next week. Uh, to say that this team wants victory is definitely an understatement for that one. Uh, Aggies are playing well, though. I mean, they're, they're, they're a good football team. That's what makes next Wednesday a must-watch uh, in Conference USA. And it's going to be nationally televised, so I'm just excited uh, that you guys get that opportunity to take on the Aggies in for what could be for both programs a must win yeah you know i think uh tonight we're gonna celebrate we're gonna enjoy the win on the ride home uh trying to get some sleep before we get to get up tomorrow and have thursday classes and whatnot uh just that it's a little different for us doing this wednesday stuff uh but you know once tomorrow hits we'll go over the film there's a lot of things we can fix from this game a lot of ways we can get better and then it's on to new mexico state we know they're a good team um but we are too so we're ready for it all right, Cade. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for calling in. I held you to it, man. I told you if you the first start, no matter what, win or lose, you got to call in, and you did. So I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have always done so much for me. Least I could do was calling and give you guys a few seconds, but I'm happy to do it. <laughs> All right, uh, appreciate it. That's Cade McConnell, UTEP's quarterback, joining us here on the hotline as we continue. What a class act, uh, guys! I'll bring you back in for this one. Uh, just really appreciate Cade, uh, man. I mean, says all the right things. It's like this guy's a seasoned vet when it comes to the media, Zay. I mean that that's what that's what being on sports talk will do to you. You know, you just become <laughs> the goat. Man, uh, Sal, that was. What did you think? What did you take away from there, from Cade? You know what I like it because he has the. Um, obviously, he's a player, but you really get that player perspective, and uh, you you can hear you see what he's saying when you listen to him. If that makes sense, so I think he gives a great description. But uh, just really happy for him because <laughs> I mean, as you, you know, as bad as it's been over the last couple of weeks, to finally have something to feel good about after a minor game, like you, you feel good a bit good after that win doesn't matter how bad FIU is UTEP went out there and handled their business and and you can't argue that they should have lost this game in any measure any measure um guys I I feel unfiltered by saying this but I'm going to say it anyways I don't care uh the positive thing from my perspective Mm. as a media member by UTEP losing these games is the fact that we see uh, Twitter trolls like Johnny Byers and Johnny UTEP, Jacob Cooksey, be off the UTEP bandwagon and like stop tweeting about UTEP and stop posting about this team (laughs) all the time. I think that was a positive for me because man, I would see them in my mentions all the time, but they're back. They're back. And, And you know what? This is Jonathan Byers today. He says, these are the stats that UTEP fans and media members care about. Extend Dana Dimmel's contract, hashtag minor talk. And he said, Jim Center might be dumb enough to start or to see that Eastern Time Zone winning streak stat that you all boast about is progress since that you attribute that stat to UTEP being historically bad. And now that they're on a winning streak, they might not be so bad at all anymore, hence a contract extension. He's trying to be very uh, sarcastic while he's. Uh, 
uh, posting all of this on social media. But guys, uh, you know, I, I give these guys credit. They find ways to either swing on the pendulum from being UTEP haters to being UTEP lovers, or they yeah. stay on that UTEP hater uh, traction, uh, I mean that train, no matter what. Like, they will not get off that train as a hater. Haters going to hate, guys. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Right? I, I mean, with, with some of these guys, it was – uh, Dimmel is the worst thing ever. This team is terrible. Get rid of the team. And now it's like, oh, no, this is a different UTEP team. And uh, you know what? It wasn't a good start, but I think they can turn it around. It's like, guys, there's, there's seven games. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, that's what makes social media fun, though. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's actually – it's it's an entertaining part of it, right, Zay? I mean, like, hey, if we don't have guys like Johnny Utep to check us here and now or to challenge our thinking here and then, I mean, we who else would be challenging us? So maybe it's sometimes – it sometimes it's it could be annoying uh, to us, but at the, at the same time, it could be a little challenging to us make us think differently. I respect it. I mean, you just you go to unbelievable lengths just, you know, to find something bad about a loss. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I, you got to respect it at some point. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know what? I got to give it to you, you know? They're consistent yeah. at least, right? You, you, know? you know what I love is me personally, I'm an all or nothing person. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. Like, I feel that. It's like you're either all the way in or you're all the way out. And it's not so much that they're in the middle. It may balance out when you average it out, but no, it's not like I'm not 50% in one week. I'm either 100% in, and then if they lose next week, I'm 100% out. I respect that consistency. If if that makes any sense, I, I hope it hits home. You know what? That is a perfect segue <laughs> into our segment, In or Out, Ooh. because you have to be 100% in. Or a hundred percent out when I ask you these questions. No, I was joking. In or out? <laughs> in or out? Hey, and by the way, and and you know, people who listen to minor talk, they get it. I'm still not in on this team. I'm still, I still don't believe they're going to get to a bowl game. I, I still, I see this. I see the uh, what the end of the season looks like, and it still might not be pretty for minor fans. But for any minor fan out there who is uh, hoping for any sort of light the rest of the season, maybe this road victory right there sparks something. And you know what? Say what you will. UTEP beats New Mexico State next week. There'll be a buzz around this team, regardless of the record. If they're three and five, if they're one and seven, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, if they get a win over their rivals in New Mexico State, some people would argue that's the only game they really care about. They just want to beat their rivals. And now this is the first time that these two uh, teams will be, uh, uh, you know, conference mates since they were in the border conference back in the '60s. So I, I, it's historically relevant. It could be an important game when it's all said and done on the overall records for both NMSU and UTEP. And this game right here for the Miners, Springboard's excitement. Regardless of what you think of this football team, excitement and maybe more of an entertaining matchup than it would have been otherwise uh, going into next week, Zay. Before we get to in and out, your take on that. Yeah, you know, next week is going to be a good game. Um, it doesn't really matter. The records don't matter. It's a rivalry game. We saw it last year. You know, UTEP was favored by, I think it was double digits, and that came down to, like, the last play. The Waller said strip sack. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's at home. It's a Wednesday game. There hasn't been a Wednesday game in the Sun Bowl in, uh, you know, a minute. So Like 09, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a wild game. It's going to be just like this one. There's going to be crazy stuff happening. It's going to be on national television, and I'm all for it. I'm ready. Hey, uh, Augustine is saying that you're exciting UTEP fans, eh? He says, stop trying to excite UTEP fans. Uh, haters are coming out. They, they are ready to go. They're ready to go. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm ready for this one. I'm ready for in or out. All right, Sal, we're, we're going to start with you. In or out, Cade McConnell 
And don't just say this. I mean, like, I want to. I want to hear. Are you in or out as him as QB one? I'm in because you have not seen the offense perform the way that they have all year against the quality opponent. I I guess quality in terms of level of where they're at. Right. I'm not going to count the incarnate word game. Let's be, yeah. let's be real. FCS. That, it's FCS. Now, whether or not they're a good FCS team is a whole other topic. But your FBS, you should always win that game. And they had to they had to pull away from it. In this game, there really was no pulling away. They were on top from the beginning, and they really didn't look back. Could they have been better? Of course. But have they performed like this all season against FBS teams? Hell to the no, they haven't. So I'm all in because the offense has not looked better. Uh, T, just to do a quick cleanup on on what you were saying, and, and I know you were trying to say this, FIU's a bad team, but UTEP was worse on paper going into this one. Correct. And when I say quality, it's more so like um, – are you are you beating teams that you're on a similar level with? We know UTEP. When we look at quality college football, not necessarily, but I guess quality. Would you count this win as a legitimate win for UTEP uh, in FBS standards? Yeah, okay, you would because on paper they were a better team going into this matchup yeah. than UTEP. Zay, go ahead. In or out, Cade McConnell. Um, as QB one, uh, I guess in. I don't know. I'm jury is the jury out on this one. Are you not ready to make this this assessment? I don't know if I'm ready okay. to say that That's he's, he's QB one. Tell me why. I mean, it's just. I mean, there's there's. I know people are gonna hate me for this, but I want to give Gavin Hardison one more oh, shot. Wow. He's he's a why is that senior, and um, he has not done anything to impress me this year at all. He's probably hasn't done much to impress me. I mean, these past two years, there hasn't been a game specifically where I'm like, Gavin Hardison was the best player on that offense. Mm. And I don't know why I'm still, you know, want to give him a shot. But you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, Is it just because he's a senior? Is that like the the leading factor? If obviously I said, you know, Cade McConnell deserves that that starting spot against NMSU, and I guess I'll still say that he deserves that spot. But to completely give up on Gavin Hardison – Mm. Wow! I don't know, wow. man. Wow! I love this. I uh. love this show. This is amazing. I would just wow. This is so funny. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, oh, me. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dion Hankins, in or out? We'll start with you, Zay. Oh, that's in easy. I don't even have to think about that one. In All really? In. Yeah. All I mean, in. He had a he had a solid game. Obviously, there's going to be the people who are just you know against Dion. They don't you know. I'm not going to say they don't want to see him win, but it, he. He's. It's good to rotate backs. I mean, Torrance had a great game. Dion was really on fire that first couple of drives. It's really easy. I mean, Dion all in. Sal, in as far as well, like being the starter. I, I'm just saying, are you in or, on him? I, I, I'm going to no, leave I'm, this. One. I'm going to just uh, softball it to yeah, you. Are you I, in or out? I, I'm in, but I think it's a it's a running back by committee. There, there's no way you can go strictly Torrance. There's no way you could go strictly Hankins, and of course, when healthy, you, you can't go strictly. Franklin, I mean, they're, they're run DMT, right? They're all three of those guys. However, if there's a pecking order, I'm going to go Burgess, Hankins, Franklin. Okay, I, I like it. Uh, let's keep it moving. I don't need to go into my thoughts. You guys covered everything. I'm in on Deion Hankins as well. I was just interested on your thoughts. Uh, Tory Richardson, cornerback for the Miners. Sal, are you in or out? Uh, depends on, on what, you know, what you want to measure as far as the sampling size. But if you're watching to a game, if you just happen to see UTEP on ESPN2, which is why they're playing on a damn Wednesday, you got to be in. <laughs> I mean, it, in ways, Adrian, this is the best they've played all year. So maybe it's recency bias. 
But as far as guys who have left the team, guys who are hurt, guys who can't be there on game day, you know, for lack of a better phrase, one way or another, he showed up today. Okay. Uh, Zay, in or out, Tory Richardson? Um, In. I mean, obviously he had his struggles throughout the game, but when anybody gets a turnover on that UTEP defense, you just got to be in. They don't force that many turnovers, and uh, that Lamborghini celebration, I mean, that was just perfect. That yeah, I'm, I'm just in based on that. He was the one who initiated <laughs> it, and it was the turnover, too. All right, guys, let's talk about this one. Buzz Flabiano, Zay, in or out? Two for four today. I mean, he's a freshman, I guess. I if we go out. Jury's out. You could also say jury's yeah. out. Like I, I have no I don't want to give a take on this yet. Oh man. I don't know. I it's just so it's so tough to judge a freshman kicker. Um he's been inconsistent. I mean that miss was just so bad. That 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 last miss that he had, it was so left, it wasn't even close. I'm gonna just say jury's out because it's it's gonna be hard to tell, but for now, I guess jury's out, yeah. Okay, jury's out. You won't you won't answer this one yet. You're abstaining from answering. <laughs> uh, Buzz Flaviano. I'm just gonna read it off to you guys. From 37 yards out, his first field goal attempt. One minute left in the second quarter. That was good. Then he missed from 33 yards out in the fourth quarter. He was good from 20 yards out. It's basically a PAT right there. And then he missed from 42 yards out. That one was three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Sal in or out? Buzz Flaviano, the kicker of UTEP football. It- let me some answer, then I'm going to give you a reason as to why it's not so much related to him, but out. And the reason why is because I don't think the offense um, is being aggressive enough when you have, you know, a running back by committee. You Like we mentioned earlier, you have the trio called Run DMT. Why don't you rely on them to help you get extra points, to help you solidify a game? The reason I'm out is not because there's, a, there's doubt for Flabiano. It's just... You have, you know, third and manageable, fourth and short, whatever the case is. How do you not get it done with those guys? And what is the reason why they don't get it done? Because for whatever reason, there's no play calls going that way, which leads me to believe that there's a lack of trust in them when there should not be. Everybody trusts them. Why doesn't the coaching staff? You know, to your point, Sal, it's a it's much more of a complex answer uh, to be in or out on Buzz Flabiano. Now, am I out on him for the rest of his career? No, no, of am course I, not. Am I out on him right now? Is maybe a go to option, or like last year, how they would rely on Gavin Beckley? I mean, this is this goes back to don't take Bryson Williams for granted, don't take Sule Boom for granted. Don't take Gavin Beckley for granted because every time the Miners cross into the enemy territory at their 40, Utah felt comfortable that they'd get at least three points out of a drive. Now, last year, it let them, uh, it led them to settle often in drives and think, oh, we got Gavin Beckley. He can nail a, a field goal from here. No problem yeah, at all. Very true. And it would, it would honestly allow them to kind of ease up on the gas pedal. But to your point, Sal, how many times did we, fa- uh, did we see at this point in this game where Utah was facing? like a fourth and one, a fourth and short option inside Florida International Territory, uh, and they, instead of trying to attempt the field goal, uh, or excuse me, instead of trying to go for it, they attempted a field goal. I just didn't like those decisions, and the worst of them all has to be uh, the timeout, then they think about it, they get the delay game, yeah. they get pushed back, and then they kick a, uh, the, they kick a field goal. Uh, that one was really disappointing, knowing that they were all the way down, I think it was like inside the F 
FIU territory. Instead mm-hmm. of kicking a field goal, excuse me, they elected to punt from the FIU 37-yard line. Like That's that's when it's hard to, to see as just a college football fan. Uh, I'm looking at that, watching that, and thinking, you watch every game on Saturday and Sundays, and teams are starting to go for it more and more on fourth down. Now, whether or not they should have gone for it on all of those fourth down, that's one thing. But I would say, you know, at least have some confidence in your offense that you can make some of these fourth downs, especially when you're in Florida international territory and you're running the football pretty well. I I just didn't like the play call in there. Yeah, you know, it's just it shows that lack of confidence, that lack of trust that Dana Demo had in his team. And I'm not sure what the score was at that point, but I'm pretty sure UTEP was up. I think maybe it was 14-0, maybe even 21-0. If they were up 21-0 at that point and you don't have that trust in your team, in your offense to get, you know, what was that, five or six yards in plus territory, that's what makes me scared about whether the fact, you know, who's going to start if Gavin Hardison is healthy. Because I, I want to say if Gavin Hardison is on that field, UTEP goes for it. I'm mm. just going to say that, you know, because Gavin uh, Dana Demel, he, he did not – I just didn't see that confidence that he had in his offense when it was under center, whether it was Kevin Hurley, you know, a couple games ago, Jake McNamara, or Cade McConnell. He just doesn't have the same confidence as he would if Gavin Hardison was under center. Yeah, well yeah. said. I thought it was really well put, Zay. Um, and I thought, you know, I have nothing else to say on that. It was just really well said. Uh, let's go to more in – in or out, we're still playing this game, guys. Uh, going back to this one. So you guys pretty much, uh, we were split on Cade McConnell. We were all in on Deion Hankins, all in on Tory Richardson. Uh, you know, the jury's out right now on Buzz Flabiano, I think. That's that's the best way to put it. Uh, I, I think it's harder to be a kicker than people realize, but at the same point, I put it on the coaching staff to, to not recruit a kicker uh, or recruit a kicker that you have confidence in. That's one of those things that you have to do if you're a coaching staff right there. Which leads me to the next one. In or out on special teams coordinator Aaron Price, Sal Montes. In or out? Oh man, just just judging off of the last. You want to call three know. games? Because three games three, with special teams errors and mishaps, and we've seen them on in different sections of special teams. You, you get a punt block, a punt block returned, UNLV, and then you get a, a punt returned or a kickoff. For a touchdown? A, a, it was Smoke Harris. I La mean, tech. a lot of it is Smoke Harris, but also, too, that's another nail, you know, to, to something that you shouldn't be getting stuck to. Onside kick today. And then, of course, the onside kick, like the awareness. So, judges, just judging off of the recent performance, it's not looking good out. Zay. Yeah, you know, I might take a little long to answer this one because I have a lot of frustrations with special teams. I think in 2021, I think it was just really bad. It was really bad. And I think it, it lost them a couple of games. I I, or I don't say a couple. I think it, it might have lost them a game or two because they were just so bad. Whether it was kickoff returns, it was punt returns, anything. They were just so bad in 2021. 2022, I think they improved. Gavin Beckley had a great year. Uh, of course, they had the Marcus Bell and punt return. But outside of that, I mean, what what... What do you remember from last year that they did anything special on special teams? No, is Gavin Beckley shattering the all-time kicking record and Marcus Bellin mm. returning a, t- a punt return for a touchdown against Boise State? And, and how many times have they – if we look at the numbers, and I don't know the exact ones, but when we talk about the opponent starting to drive, more times than not, they're starting the – not more times than not. More times than UTEP has, they're starting to drive – in UTEP territory as opposed to UTEP starting their drive in opponent territory. That's another factor, too, is field possession has been has been rough for the Miners, and I think a large part of that is just 
you know, special teams when it comes to returning punts. Go ahead, Zay. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's just really frustrating to watch at times, right? UTEP's not getting anywhere close to any blocking any punts ever. Not, not, nothing special is happening on special teams. So, I mean, it's just been rough. It's been rough to watch. I'm going to go out, but, you know, hopefully they can fix it. Hopefully something will change. But, yeah, for me, it's an out. Okay. Out. Uh, let's go. Uh, this is not in or out, but I have a tough one for you guys. At their best, when this player plays at their best, who do you prefer, Kelly Akari or Tyron Smith? Mmm. Tough one? Good one? Well, I, I guess we watched it today at their best. Kelly Akari had an amazing 200-something night. I don't think Tyron Smith would, uh, I'm not going to say come close, but I don't think he's going to touch 200 and how much, how much yards did he have? 223. I don't think. And two touchdowns. Have we seen Tyron Smith at his best? I guess that's that's the question. Mm. Because at his best right now, Kelly Kari, you know, he beats anything Tyron Smith has ever done at UTEP. And mm. that's just the truth. Yeah, statistically. Yeah. What do you think, Sal? Uh, I think, um, oh, man, just judging off of it, I would say Akari. I think he's uh, obviously gotten more targets this year. And I don't know if it's fair to really compare the targets because there's a lot of games missed. But um, to show that they're still going at him when he's he's dropped a number of passes, don't get me wrong. He's he's miscommunicated with the quarterback, whoever it is, you know, on a couple of plays. But today, really put it together in a game where their backs were against the wall. You could look at this offense and, you know, pick out guys who had good games, but a guy who had a great game and is a – no doubt going to be a Conference USA uh, nom- or nomination for Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. That's Akari. That, that hasn't happened in a while, and he really just toyed with the defense. He had some other plays he could have made today, too. Just didn't happen, but hey, you didn't do that? Congratulations. Still 200 plus and two touchdowns. At their best, I might choose. I mean, we saw like, you, good point, Zay. You kind of see their best. Uh, the, the, today was Kelly Akari's best, and he's just outrunning other uh, secondary members left and right, which is his best. Tyron Smith at his best. I'm looking at some of his best games, and maybe the games in which the Miners actually won, and he had a standout performance. How about his 106 receiving yard game in their 41-35 win at Charlotte last year in which he scored a pair of touchdowns as well just like Kelly Carey did today in that game it was the Miners first ever win in the Eastern time zone Juno sent us a uh, message on our app asking us is this the second uh, win in the Eastern time zone that is correct Juno UTEP is now 2-26-1 all time in the Eastern time zone riding back to back wins over uh, consecutive seasons in the Eastern time zone but uh, interesting to note that maybe one of uh, Tyron Smith's best games came in the Eastern time zone and then today Kelly Akari gets it done in the Eastern time zone and has a career day himself how about that yeah you know I guess I I, I think best performance wise obviously Kelly Akari he's giving this he's giving us this but I mean at Tyron Smith's best he can give you a hundred I think in like two three games 100 yards and if you're gonna take that over Kelly Akari you know, maybe a 200-yard game in, in one game, but the next game he's only going to give you four receptions for 40 yards. Obviously, you're going to take Tyron Smith, right? So that's a really tough question to answer. But uh, I guess we saw tonight at his best, Kelly Carr is going to give you 200-something yards. And you can't you can't take anything other than that. I'll, I'll stand with uh, Kelly Akari on this one. I think it's a good debate. And I think if you ask the same question, but you say week over week, who 
would you rather uh, have? Maybe you choose uh, you know Tyron Smith because week over week he's proven that consistently he can be a great receiver uh, week in and week out. Sometimes Kelly Kari, you know, no fault to him, but sometimes he puts up some zeros on the board. He had zero catches against Arizona. He had one catch against Incarnate Word. So even though he had a, a spec spectacular and i can't emphasize that enough spectacular performance in this one uh you know there's there's other ones uh that we we could look back on and say hey where did kelly Carey go in that game when in reality tyron smith week in and week out when he was playing consistently back in 2021 and last year uh you know he was ca- he was catching a lot of balls and you know uh, having uh, some pretty good performances week in and week out let's keep things moving our telephone number 915-505-6009 that's our telephone number if you would like to weigh in on the show 600 espn el paso everywhere on social media i still got more guys for in or out okay (laughs) uh i got three more okay in or out play calling a little changing today play calling from today in or out uh zay we'll start with you i think at times you could definitely say in but for the most part i'm still out i don't even think i think most minor fans would agree I mean, the lack of aggressiveness at times and just the one-dimensional, like, you know, we talked about at times, it's literally run, run, pass, three and out. And we saw that, I think, maybe twice this game. And that's still too much. I mean, they just got to mix it up. Something has to change because, obviously, this is easy to say. If you take away that first quarter, UTEP is not really good this whole game offensively. So something needs to change. Something needs to mix it up. I'm... Still easily out on that. Oh, easily out. Uh, Sal, in or out on the play calling from this game? Uh, for the game, out. For the first quarter, in. <laughs> you <laughs> okay. know, and, and you you look at the the offense throughout the game, and obviously they were fluid in the first quarter, but Zay hit it perfectly. Outside of that first quarter, it's a 14-6 to game. And it didn't need to be a 14-6 to game. It could have been... 17 to 6 or 17 14 21 14 but they just weren't aggressive enough and when you're on not only when you're on the road when you're a team who hasn't won a bunch and you want to try and turn that tide turn into some dogs go out there like do to other teams what other teams do to you you know when they're losing 21 nothing uh, hypothetical of course when they're losing 21 nothing to a UTSA or to a Rice do you think they're saying hey let's let's keep our foot off the gas a little bit cuz you know we want to we want to you know get out of here quickly no they're going to keep on going up until the very end and, and that's what i want to see this team do I, it's hard to rely on them for a full game but that first quarter was a monster so they got to ride that to the end hey uh, zay i'll get to you in just a second i just want to give a quick ad read out right now we're continuing right now with minor talk coming up in a little bit we'll get to our awards here on the show, but I want to give a big shout out to the Oscar at the agency. They are currently looking for hometown heroes, so if you know any hometown heroes, uh, be sure to contact the great people at the Oscar Arieta agency. Uh, they've got several locations across town, and you can check them out online, agency.com. It's alright, uh, Zay, we got the hard out on that one. People don't expect us, uh, and I'm talking about our traffic team, they don't expect us to work this late, so uh, sometimes when we get to the top of the hour we hit these bumps hey let's do this let's pause 10 seconds real quick for station identification you are listening to minor talk brought to you by the oscar Arieta agency right here on 600 espn el paso
Zay, do you remember your point that you were going to make? Yeah, you know, back on the play calling, even in the first quarter. Okay, let's let's be honest here, okay? Were any of those play calls quote-unquote special, right? Or were those just products of UTEP going out there and beating their man one Was Kelly Carr just going out there beating his man one-on-one? Was that play call anything, you know, special, special, right? I don't think it was incredibly special, right? Did I heard, like, one of those was just, like, I, th- I think Kelly Carr, said, like, that wasn't even supposed to happen. Like, that was not even the play call in the first place. Yeah, so, he said that the 80-yard uh, touchdown, uh, to your to your point, just to clean that up, uh, he said the 80-yard touchdown catch that he had was not the play call that Kate actually called the wrong play from the sideline, but it ended up working because they saw the one-on-one coverage and they practiced this. Hey, but and that's still the, the game plan. That's still kind of the system that's set for UTEP when you see the single-man coverage, just throw the long ball. That's kind of a UTEP system thing right there. Yeah, you know, and so I'm I'm just not I'm not in on this play calling still and you it's just down the stretch you saw it. It just wasn't as good as you wanted to see. It was kinda like a twenty twenty one game where UTEP comes out, they score a little, and then you just give it to the defense end this game for us, right? Louisiana Tech esque when UTEP won nineteen to three or something. You know, UTEP played a good, you know, first quarter, good first half in general, and they just let the defense take over, and that's what we saw today. I will give Dana Dimmel credit for uh, at least, you know, look, against Louisiana Tech, it felt like UTEP was scared to let either of their quarterbacks attempt a pass for over five yards, and in, at least in this game, there were some, uh, some longer of a leash for Caden McConnell to try to chuck it down, and he did, and he executed on all those deep ball passes that he attempted early on in the game, and UTEP reaped the benefits off those uh, early passes. So I'm going to give him some credit to have that, and especially, you know that opening drive that was well scripted. I thought everything uh, went according to plan. I thought they had a good game plan offensively on that first drive. I've got to give them more credit here than maybe we're, we're dinging. However, now if you're asking me, Time management and game management, that's where I will hold this coaching staff accountable. I will hold it accountable for not being good three weeks, uh, three games in a row on special teams and having a mishap on special teams. I will hold this uh, this coaching staff accountable by not necessarily having the best uh, timeouts at opportune situations. I mean, it just makes you laugh at times because they take the timeouts at the worst possible instances. And then I, I will hold this coaching staff accountable for not executing on touchdown drives when they're inside enemy territory. I mean, how many times where you know Buzz Flaviano goes two for four? All right, you know we, we uh, chalked it up to it is what it is, and jury's still out with Buzz Flaviano. But point is, we even talked about it with Cade. They got to get six on those. They got to score touchdowns when it's all said and done on those drives that go uh, long, especially into enemy territory. If that happens next week against New Mexico State, forget about it. I mean, guys, we're going to be talking about a loss in the Battle of I ten and uh, an Aggie victory in that game if that uh, stays consistent from this past week going into next. So that's got to be stated going into uh, next week. Um, I've got a couple other in or out, and I just added two more. So I said, hey, you only got a couple more, but I, I think we're having some fun with this. I think, uh, well, at least I am. I'm, I'm having fun hearing how you guys are reacting to this. Uh, let's go to the phones, and we got a lot of tweets to get to as well. Some really funny ones, by the way, and I think you guys are going to really like them. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines right now, though. Art 
telephone number 915-505-6009. If you would like to weigh in on the show, that's 915-505-6009. Let's burn through calls. Let's get back to tweets. Then we'll get back to in or out the segment here on Minor Talk. George, welcome aboard. Good evening, man. What's happening? Well, I'm very, very, very pleasantly uh, surprised at, at this uh, wonderful victory. I want to send out uh, praise to uh, um, uh, praise of Mahule and uh, Westmoreland. They played a heck of a game. The defense in general uh, kept us in the game. I was worried at times, but, you know, Kate came out and played his game, and I'm in. I'm in on Kate as, as long as he keeps playing the way he's playing. I mean, there's no need to use Gavin Hardison. Uh, consistently, he's underperformed. Uh, this kid came out in his first ever uh, uh, Division One game and showed out and, and balled out. I mean, yeah, the play calling was a little, uh, I want to say, a little too conservative in the second half, but he showed his poise. He, he led his team. He, he showed it in leadership, and, and he executed the way the 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 way it should be. I mean, I, he showed the the through the leadership through and through. I mean, I'm I'm in on this kid, and if, if Dana has any sense, he'd be in on him too uh, until he's proven wrong. I mean, that's basically what you do is you you give that kid the opportunity until he proves you wrong, and 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 one and one or more times than any, Hardison has shown that he can't handle the pressure. And he can't play with a good lead. Uh, how many times has, has he fallen short uh, with a lead that the defense has given him because he doesn't know how to execute and keep the game uh, under wraps? I mean, it's just basically game management. And I think Kate did a wonderful job doing that. I mean, I didn't see any real big issues with him. Uh, I just saw the play calling a little more conservative in the second half, but he played a good game. I realize I, you have to give him props because coming off the bench for a uh, fourth string quarterback, nobody really expected much from him, and he showed out and he balled out. I mean, without Tyron Smith, with uh, Kelly Akari, and they complemented each other very well. I mean, the offense ran very well on, on all facets. What do you think? I think it did. Uh, you know what? I think it did just fine in the first half, George. In the second half, I, I'm always wishing for a little bit more. Uh, I, I I left that game wanting a little bit more. I'll just tell you tell it to you like this: If the first half was the second half, we flip both halves. We would have full phone lines talking about Cade McConnell left and right. And I guess it's just the order of how it happened. Um, if Cade McConnell threw those two touchdown passes in the second half, we would be singing the praises of him uh, here right now. And it's kind of the recency thing when you watch football. In the first quarter, everybody's all excited. They're calling him All-American on social media, and it just was a little bit of an ease on the gas pedal in the second half. I thought Zay uh, brought it up in a really good way, just kind of being a little bit more conservative in their approach to your point. Uh, I agree with what you were saying there, George. And bottom line, red zone touchdown efficiency, or just scoring when you're putting together nice drives, that's got to be an emphasis going into next week against New Mexico State. Uh, who do you like in that one it's going to be an exciting matchup a Wednesday night in El Paso will you be there is it is it going to be tough for you as as somebody who's here in El Paso working man like you yeah you know I'll I'm going to be there and uh 
you know, it's going to be a it's going to be a late affair, but it's one of the games that I really look forward to seeing. Uh, whoever goes out, I just hope they ball out. I hope they they show out, and and this is going to be a rivalry that's that's been uh, going on for for many years, and it's one that I look forward to every year. It's like yeah, uh, win, lose, or draw. I'm I'm there, and and I'm supporting them. Uh, not just that game, but all any game that the miners play in town. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see who Coach Demo uh, starts. I wish and I hope that it, it's Kate McConnell because the kid, you know, he showed he showed some some flashes of real brilliance. I mean, he I wouldn't say all American, but I, I'd say <laughs> you know what, uh, as far as what we've seen in in the quarterback's position, I think he's earned that right to go ahead and go out and start the game because, like I said once again, let's go back to. Uh, his first ever Division One start to go out and and score on his first drive. I mean, that, that's that pretty impressive. Yeah, and you think about how many times Gavin Hardison has struggled, or any of these quarterbacks. Throw Kevin Hurley's name in there. Throw Jake McNamara's name in there. Every quarterback, even Cade, every quarterback on this uh, depth chart has struggled if they've seen in-game action. But for Cade to go out there in his first ever Division One college game and his first ever Division One college start, to your point, George, and to lead the team on his opening drive to a touchdown, that shows a lot about this guy. He's fearless, and he's uh, he has a lot of confidence behind him. So I'm with you totally, George. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the program. And, uh, hey, guys, I'll appreciate this from George. Win or lose, he calls, and he has a lot of passion behind it. You hear the same passion that he has with the loss, uh, that he has with the win. We will have here on Minor Talk, Sal, and how many times does this happen where people call in only when they lose or they call in only when they win? And I appreciate the consistency on both sides. Milkman did the same. He called in after a win. He he calls in after losses. So I appreciate the consistency from some of our callers. That's just the way it is. You got to have the good with the bad. If the glass is half full, it's also half empty, right? Yeah, there you go. So, no, it's all love. But uh, to that point, right, we're looking for balance. No better day for balance than literally the middle of the week. I like it. Uh, Let's go through some uh, tweets here on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Adrian Serrano sends us this, Hardison's time at UTEP should be over. This team might get another three wins with no bowl game. Time for that overplayed song. Time to prepare for next year. Uh, oh, man, that's a tough one right there. Joe Chacon sends us this one right here about Cade McConnell. This guy's legit. He talks like a seasoned journalist and then goes out and plays like a seasoned quarterback. Let's mm. ride this wave. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag NMSU sucks. Hashtag second half of the season started tonight. Again, no. <laughs> I love that. Um, Devious Pooh Bear sends us this one. I would definitely want Cade McConnell to be the starting quarterback for next week's game. Jonathan Byers, only an idiot, wouldn't start Cade McConnell for UTEP's next game. And then he follows it up. Uh, <laughs> or actually, no, no, no. This is Hunter Pennypacker. No brainer. Cade has been impressive since garbage time last week. He He's had the best QB performance of the year, and he's only the quarterback on the depth chart with an FBS win this season. But since when? Does Dana Dimmel make the right decision? Hashtag minor talk. Uh, coming in from 
Hunter Pennypacker on the show. Eric at ebow27 sends us this. Hardison has not shown that he deserves his starting spot back, but knowing Dana Dimmel, he'll put him right back there. Alex Pena sends us this. How I'd paint the situation. Say Hardison is not 100%, then start Cade McConnell. If things go awry, then have Hardison come in as second string to possibly play well and win back in his starting job. If things are going well, then let Hardison recover until he is definitely 100%. Win-win for this week. Zay, what do you think about that one? That kind of goes to your point of what you were saying. You know, hey, if they have him healthy, maybe if not, there's there's maybe silver lining opportunities on all cylinders there. Yeah, and you know, I'm just I I'm saying here, like I think this is what I think is going to happen. If Gavin Hardison is healthy, he's going to be the starter on this UTEP football team against NMSU. And that's just the truth. That's putting away anything else how I feel. That's We've right. seen it before. Dana Dimmel, he's always going to stick with his guys. He's going to go down with his guys and whether that means, you know, win or loss, like I said, he's going to go down with them. So, this is not this is not saying how I feel or any opinions away. I'm just saying if Gavin Hardison is healthy, I think Dana Dimmel will start him. Uh, Pinky sends us this one. You guys are going to love this one. Does Cade McConnell get NIL money for his interview on Minor Talk? <laughs> he may need to now. Send him the invoice. Send him the invoice, my friend. Uh, I love that. Uh, great point, Pinky. I love that one. Uh, can Cade get NIL? Uh, does Cade get NIL money? Maybe we can try to ask some of our great sponsors here on this show uh, if they'd like to sponsor Cade in the future, Pinky. But unfortunately, uh, our our budget doesn't cut it right there. And uh, if you're ask, if you're wondering, our internships are unpaid. Ask Zay, ask myself. Uh, let's keep things moving. <laughs> in or out, guys. We are back to this game, and I still have more. UTEP's all white uniforms. In or out, Salmonte. I like icy whites. I think when you go completely one way, uh, you know, for a team, and then the other team goes the contrasting way, I like it. So same concept, right? Let's say it's, um, I don't know, we'll use a different team, for example. UTSA, why are they the example for everything? Let's say they go uh, they go all orange against UTEP, and UTEP goes all white. I like that, or whatever the opponent is wearing, you contrast. So if UTEP were to uh, have worn the... Um, the blue helmets, FIU wear something different. And whatever helmet, whatever color the helmet is, that should be the color of your pants. And then the jersey, the opposite, if you're not going to go icy whites or all blacks, whatever the case is. So I, I'm in on the icy whites. Okay, in or out, Zay, icy whites. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns. Adidas is like cursed, but I guess it offsets when you're playing against an Adidas school. I don't know. I what get. About, what about FIU's vice uniforms? Just say it. Just say it. You know, I just get, say it. I guess in. I guess. No. Just you say know. it. Say how you really <laughs> feel on this show. Don't lie. Adidas is just the worst thing to ever happen to me, and I'm just all out. I'm all out. It's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. Oh man, it's hilarious. Zay was such a liar there. He's like, I guess I'm in. No, he's he's totally. Out. I can see it on his face. He's like, no way. I I can't. I can't say it. He has an nil deal that that forces him to say he's out yeah he is an ideal with <laughs> nike or something like that or maybe under armor maybe reebok or new balance maybe it's an adidas bot farm that is saying hey say this and we'll give you money to oppose Ooh. us but drive it up because of clicks i like that <laughs> um guys in or out defensive coordinator bradley dale pivato what do you guys think in or out uh we'll start with you sal you know what i'm still in on peeve 
obviously there's been a lot of um a lot of moments where this team hasn't looked like they have recently, but the defense was still able to uh, come up with plays, able to get turnovers, able to get stops. A huge um, fourth down stop as well in the um, what was it in the uh, second half after the onside kick, which kind of helped you know sway things the other way when the offense wasn't scoring any touchdowns and barely mustering up six points since a twenty-one nothing lead. So I'm still in on P. If you could tell that. Um, that they still have a sense of a camaraderie on defense. If they lost it, they were getting it back this game. That 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 edge, man, with, with Westmoreland and praise was just brutal tonight. And that doesn't go unnoticed. Coach Peeve is a big reason why. Zay, in or out, Bradley Dale Pivato. If you asked me this question maybe two or three weeks ago, I'm probably saying out, you know, giving I think it was like forty five points up to UNLV. I mean, it was really frustrating. They could not stop the run. And there were at times where if you asked me this question, I'd probably say out. But, I mean, he proved me wrong today. I mean, that defense had themselves a game down the stretch um, and easily in, easily in. All right, before we get to Minetto, who is joining us on the phone lines, our pal, uh, let's. I'm going to ask you guys one more in or out. And this is coming from left field, or should I say the three-point line? We heard earlier from this week court. this one. Uh, yeah, from half court. This one's coming from half court. We heard this one earlier this week, and I'm happy to break it down here on Minor Talk. In or out? In or out? UTEP secret scrimmage at Texas Tech for men's basketball. Uh, Zay, go ahead. In or out? You got to watch practice this week. Um. I'm all in, man. I'm all in. I don't know what's gonna happen. Secret scrimmages are really, really weird, but um, I mean, it's good for that for that basketball team. They looked really, looked really, you know, sharp. They look sharp. That's the word I would use for them defensively. I mean, they're they're firing on all cylinders. And uh, last year we talked about depth. This year I'm gonna talk about depth. And obviously last year the the, the squad didn't have much depth. And we were proved wrong. But this year, I think it's a completely different story. I got, I think, you know, up to David Terrell, everybody up from him can play. And, I mean, they just have such good defenders, such good, you know, chemistry. I think everybody's personality kind of flows together for a really good basketball team, especially under a coach like Joe Golding. Get ready for November, guys. We are not sleeping in November. There is a lot of basketball and a lot of football. So that is when worlds collide and we do not get any sleep in the month of November. So just be prepared. Uh, We will be working tirelessly that month. Uh, I am all in on the secret scrimmage at Texas Tech. Sal, it was just a couple years ago when UTEP played a charity uh, exhibition game against Texas Tech. uh, And a lot of fans were really fired up because they actually won that one. Yeah, and uh, we broadcasted it, didn't we? Yes, we did. So I was in then, but I'm out. We're, there's no, there's really no. Co- it's a secret. Secret's there's no meaning. Supposed- You're not a fan of these. Not necessarily. Like, oh, cool, congratulations. But we know that the season's coming up, and those games actually matter. Of course, it's nice to to tune up and whatnot, but it, it holds no it holds no bearing because if, if UTEP needs a big win against Florida International in Conference USA play, this game's not going to mean anything. I'm out on the secrecy. That's what I'm out on. I'm so out on the secrecy. We're out because the secret's out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm in on this. Uh, I'm in on a little bit higher expectations on this team than I maybe initially had in the summer, and nobody jumps off the page from marquee like uh, newcomers, marquee signees, Uh, but I watch Zid Powell. He's an absolute alpha, the Buffalo transfer. Jonathan Dosanjos, he is back. He 
looks good. He's hitting shots. Uh, Tay Hardy, he's bringing leadership to the team. Probably not getting Baylor Hebb this year as a uh, eligibility waiver, although that's still le- uh, to be determined. Corey Camper is really six foot five. He's going to be an impact player as a junior college transfer. Whether or not that translates to wins or losses, that's to be determined, which I'm excited to see uh, whether or not that's the case. David Terrell, Trey Horton, both of these guys are true freshmen, and both of these guys can truly play. I don't know if either of them will play extended minutes once Conference USA play starts, but uh, their quest to trying to do that is going to be a fun thing to watch. Calvin Solomon should be an all-conference player this year. He is six foot seven. He cut his hair. He is from Stephen F. Austin, and he wants to have the best season he's ever had in college basketball. It has to be this year as a senior. This is his final year of eligibility. Otis Frazier third. I think he's taken a step up. I think he also grew a little bit. He looks taller than he did last year. He's still a younger guy. Never showed anything at George Mason, but immediately exploded onto the scene last year and scored uh, almost uh, double digits a game for the Miners in average points. And uh, somebody who is going to be a nice player for this team, Derek Hamilton, looks slimmer. Six foot ten, he could still score down low as far as his motor, as far as how he can go throughout the season. I'm interested. I want to see how that goes. Elijah Jones, I think he's an upgrade from Jamari Sibley, and that's all he needs to be at that forward position, six foot eight, true freshman, uh, with four years of eligibility under his belt. And then the last one, Kevin Kalu, uh, I'm still I, the jury's out on me on that one. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you could tell me that Kevin Kalu's the best uh, defender that this team has, especially when it comes to off-ball screens. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, but I don't know what we're going to get out of him uh, this season or what we're going to witness from him this season uh, you know from afar as as he tries to anchor and play in that center role for the minors this year so just a quick uh, a quick you know rundown on UTEP men's basketball but let's get back to the phones and that wraps us up for in or out on this show let's go back to the phones it's Minetto who is joining us first and then we'll get to Robert our telephone number 915-505-6009 we are still taking calls we are still live with you and we have no plans to stop anytime soon unless uh, we we are winding things up. Minetto, good evening. What's going on, my man? Gentlemen, uh, it's, I'm really happy to hear all of you. You guys have a lot of positive energy, sound excited. <laughs> um, I'm calling in to, to congratulate the players on today's game. Um, I know it's been rough for, for all minor fans. I think our criticism, you know, is, is off, off the roof. It's on fire. But, um, you know, things, uh, these type of games, when I check the score – um, I was just very excited. Uh, just want to tell the guys, um, you know, to continue pushing forward for themselves and, and to continue the great play. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't be – I mean, I'm shocked, but just want to say that. And then you guys sound excited, so I'm glad to to know that there's a change in tone for you guys as well, man. <laughs> you guys have a great night and a great evening. Zay, keep up the great work, Sal. Um, you too, man. You've always been great. And Adrian? You you are gonna soon be an icon sports reporting soon. So hey. you guys have a great night. I you, wanted to share that. With you're you a, you're an icon on social media, Minetto. <laughs> I wish, man. It's not like anybody likes me, but um, you know, hopefully next week, no matter if, no matter what happens. But I want next week 
UTEP has to win. Mm-hmm. That that is it. That's like my my uh, national championship. There of you the go. Year. There you UTEP go. Wins next week. All right, guys. Hey, you know what? Real quick, Mineto, you call it the national championship. I think a lot of minor fans would agree. This is like their national championship right there. They don't care how the rest of the season. They already know how the season's going. The writing's on the wall right here as far as the rest of the season. All they want is a win next week. That's it. You see, and that's when you know that it's true minor fans, that they know that next week versus NMSU, it is the biggest game of, you know, of our whole year. So, um, you know, let's go out there and for the guys, go out and win. Bragging rights, you know, the Harvard of the border, the Harvard of the borderland. <laughs> yes, and, and let's yes. rock and roll, guys. <laughs> the Harvard of the borderland. Let's rock and roll. A mic drop from UTEP Mineto here on the show. Let's keep things moving. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. We're just energetic because it's Wednesday, and I drink a lot of coffee today. That's that's to be. That's the real reason. And Sal's tired. Zay's tired. I'm the only <laughs> one who's got some juice right now because I drink a lot of coffee here. Uh, Robert, good evening. What's going on, man? Hey guys, what a win! We needed that. We really needed that. They did. They did need a win like this one. And the back, their backs were against the wall, Robert. I mean, they were one and five. They were reeling. They had no identity on offense. They still don't really have a, a you know a, a you know a foundational identity on offense. But at least defensively, they held strong. They made some plays today in order to win. Right. I can only imagine that flight back. I've been on a a couple when we haven't done so well, and it's kind of quiet. So. I really would. I really would enjoy flying back when we win, but um, you know, I, I think you got to go like the gentleman earlier said. You know how how excited have you been for first quarter? How many years has that been? You know, yeah. with McConnell, you know, I think he earned to start. Let him let him start this coming week, and like you said, if, if things don't go so well, we could put Hardison in. But I think you played well enough, and I think you know people will go to see that. I, you know what? That's a good point that you bring up, Robert, because and some other people chimed in and they thought this as well. The way that Cade McConnell plays uh, the quarterback position, he actually plays a really entertaining style of football. Like when you're slinging the ball that way, that brings fans to the game just period because it's a ex- uh, more exciting offense than they've seen in, you know, in weeks past or even years past. I mean, he looked polished for somebody that hasn't played in the game. I mean, that was incredible. I, like you said, it was hard to believe, but it was fun to believe. Yep, I'm with you there, Robert. What do you think next week? Do you think UTEP pulls it off? I'm sure hoping so. You know, that's what I'd like to do is just challenge UTEP. I mean, you know New Mexico State's going to bring their people. So I just hope we can really outnumber them and make a make a bigger presence in New Mexico State because, you know, they've been playing pretty good of late. And, uh, you know, I've got – uh, my money's on UTEP, so yeah, I want them to mm, Okay, I, I got you down there, Robert. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in tonight. Uh, appreciate you calling in here late on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get in on the show. 600 ESPN El Paso, everywhere, social media and online. Uh, Chris Munoz sends us this one. Bench Hardison, fire Dana Dimmel still. This is coming in from Rip City Trades. Cade McConnell looked calm, confident, and solid in the first quarter, though Dana Dimmel stopped his mojo too early. 
Herman Flores said McConnell, his first start, road win, didn't look rattled, touchdowns. Uh, he says no picks, but he did have an interception in this one. But good stuff, uh, Herman. This is coming in from uh, the Guru. They didn't count. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, That's guys. Right. I kept yeah. saying this one. I got confused by the broadcast. I kept saying that one. No picks for Cade McConnell. Let me clear that up right there. That's exactly right. Uh, the Guru sends us this one. Cade is QB1. I've seen enough. He is very. He has a very smart quarterback, and he understands where to throw the ball and where not to throw the ball. His teammates believe in him. No turnovers, interceptions. Trust what he sees. Takes what the defense gives him. Not his arm strength throwing into double coverage. That's coming in from the guru. This is coming in from uh, Hersom. Tricky question. If I was Danny Dimmel, I'd start Hardison. If I was a smart coach, though, I would start Cade McConnell. Uh, this is coming in from Quinn. You don't leave the table when you're on a hot streak. Go Cade McConnell. This is coming in from Andrew Texas at 87 beats per minute. I'm on the Cade train now. Uh, 100. This is coming in from the CMD1. I think it's safe to say that Hardison is done in a minor uniform. Healthy or not, I don't think the plan is to send him back out. Time to figure what you have and Hardison can prepare for his post-college career. Uh, some interesting thoughts right there as we continue here. This is coming in from Callaway. I say you roll with Cade over Gavin. He has the confidence and can lead them the rest of the way. I also think that, think that Torrance Burgess Jr. needs more snaps. He is so damn fast and explosive. Hashtag minor talk. This is coming from Pinky. I am missing the Colbert show. <laughs> Liv- listening to minor talk, but well worth it. Recording the late show. Well, you can also listen to uh, my <laughs> minor talk on demand uh, as well, Pinky, which some of you, you're listening to this after the fact and hearing this. Uh, yeah, my apologies on that interception from Kay McConnell. I, I knew that, and I just, for some reason, I got confused. It's late. Uh, I, you know, the coffee now got to my head, and so that's that's exactly what happened there. Uh, I need to get my stuff together, and I need to get some awards uh, handed out. I think we're starting to wind things up, but if you have a late thought, if you have a late call, send it our, our way or give us a call right now uh 915-505-6009 that is our telephone number here on the show people are hilarious on social media 600 espn el paso on social media twitter x whatever you want to call it at 600 espn el paso there let's take a break when we come back handing out some awards and looking over to the 100th edition of the battle of i-10 utep new mexico state that's coming up next wednesday but more of minor talk coming up next right here on 600 espn el paso All right, we are back. Minor Talk continues. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. we got a caller coming in on the show. We've got Zay, Sal, and yours truly. I'm Adrian Broadus. We are taking you through a busy edition of Minor Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso, everywhere on social media. Had a great time on this show. Uh, it's been a lot of fun talking. Uh, you know, a little different. Uh, you know, it's always fun when it's a little different, right, Sal? Instead of it always being the same thing. We saw a lot of crazy things today. Think about it. We saw uh, a 
player and Kelly Akari go for 223 yeah. receiving yards. First time in UTEP history since Johnny Lee Higgins did it against New Mexico State 2006. He did that with the same number of receiving yards, 223. Uh, both of those are now tied for the fifth, uh, you know, the program ref- record for fifth all-time most receiving yards in a single game, which is pretty impressive. We saw a uh, quarterback in Caden McConnell, fourth string on the depth chart, make his first ever quarterback appearance uh, and lead the team to victory. We saw UTEP win their first ever game in the state of Florida. Uh, it was John Teicher, voice of the Miners, yeah. 500th broadcast today, which is excellent as well. We uh, got a chance to witness a Lambo celebration. Tori Richardson picks it off. The entire defense flexes in front of the Lambo. It goes viral all over social media. We got a chance to see Buzz Flabiano flex on that defender and get a 15-yard penalty, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and Pat McAfee chimed in on that one as well. So this is just going viral everywhere on social media. Uh, Sicko's committee loved this one all across the board. Um, what else am I missing, guys? What, I, what Appraise Amayule yeah. becoming the all-time sack leader today with uh, two and a half or two sacks in this one, which was also impressive. Uh, and we saw UTEP special teams give up an onside kick. I mean, you know, FIU recovers an onside kick in this one. I have another one for you. What else? Um, so to to praise his credit as well, not only the sack but also uh, the forced fumble uh, was huge with uh, with the Neil recovery. Good point. Yeah, good but, point. But another one was Mo Westmoreland's performance tonight was just. Oh. It was monstrous. This guy gets two and a half sacks, with which really felt like more. Felt like he was in that backfield um, just about every other snap. So a, a complete game uh, from Mo Westmoreland as well. I want to see the one that they called the sa- the half a sack for because most of those look pretty clean to me as far as full sacks. I would love to know if this gets changed. Sometimes that happens. We look back on the game book and this one gets changed. Uh, but you know, to your point, Sal Maurice what, Mo Westmoreland. Uh, three and a half tackles for loss, uh, six total tackles, and a cur- uh, quarterback hurry in this one. Just uh, you know, enforcing pressure throughout the game. And when you look at his tackle for y- uh, loss yards, twenty six yards That's that he pushed uh, FIU back at. So Moas Moreland, Kilgore's finest, stepping in wearing that number zero and looking great uh, out there for UTEP. West Texas Mo, he's going crazy. <laughs> I like it. Uh, do we miss anything, guys? Uh, do we miss anything on the things that we did not uh, expect to see in this one? Uh, I guess I didn't expect to see UTEP attempt four field goals. I really didn't. I mean, you could tell me they attempted two, three, maybe four is you know just a number I don't think UTEP should ever want to get in. And that's no knock to Flabiano. Again, it's more of a being efficient to try to score touchdowns if you're UTEP. Mm-hmm. So that would be just my last point right there. Uh, nonetheless, if this one was entertaining on a Wednesday night, I can't wait to see how next week's game is on a Wednesday night in the Battle of I-10. 100th edition, by the, by the way. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's welcome in the mayor. It is Eddie Morelos of the Sports & More podcast. Eddie, good evening, my friend. What's happening? Uh, just enjoying uh, you guys' show here once again. And I was listening to things you guys were marking off the list there, all the great things. And for me, number one, shout out to Mr. John Teicher. 500, 500 games. Imagine that. 500 Man. games. Like, think about that, right? Like, you think, like, the 80s, all the great stuff that he witnessed, the 90s, 
all the amazing stuff that he witnessed both on the field and on the court. And we here in El Paso are very blessed to be, you know, serviced by a pro like John Teicher. There's hardly anybody in the country that is as good as him on the radio. And I will, yeah, take that to the bank. But we got the Aggies and the Miners next week, Adrian. What do you think about it, Eddie? I'm excited, man. I am I am pretty darn excited. I think it's going to be one of those uh, rivalry games that's, a, you know, you throw everything out, all the books are thrown out, everything's thrown out. It's a rivalry game. Uh, I do think, oh, man, I, I, I'm really scared to say all these things. Uh, I do think that the Aggies are a little bit tougher, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I believe that they play more aggressively on the defensive side of the ball than the Miners do. Um, but at the same time, you know, with what happened today, as far as the Miners go, you just never know. That's why you play the game. You never you know. know. I mean? and, yeah, you really and, don't know. I mean, you could tell me next week is uh, NMSU win, a UTEP win, a lopsided game, a close game. I, I have no clue how next week's going to go. I mean, I had no clue that tonight would go the way it went tonight, uh, the way it did. If you asked me for a prediction, I probably would have said FIU 20, UTEP 7, or UTEP 10, something along, or 9 points, not even getting a touchdown, uh, without even knowing who's going to be the starting quarterback. I would have picked against UTEP, no doubt about it, in this one, but that's what makes the Battle of I-10 next Wednesday so intriguing, at least to me, the uh, unexpected turnout of how that one could go. And, uh, you know, you mentioned something else. It's the 100th edition of the Aggies versus the Miners. Uh, again, think about all the history that's gone on there. And uh, as a previous uh, caller, I believe, said, I'm challenging all the El Paso people because I know all my Las Cruces peeps are going to be going. I'm challenging all the El Paso people. Let's fill up that Sun Bowl Stadium and and, and just rock the place uh, for college football and uh, have a good time, man. So I'll, I'll see you guys there next week, man. You and uh, Zay over in the press box and Mr. Salmanilla. I'm sure he'll be on the uh, uh, over on the keyboards or something there in the studios. So, That's right. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Eddie, uh, real quick, did you go to the game tonight for NMSU? And if you did, what'd you think? I did go to the game. Uh, I was there. I was. It was funny because uh, you know you guys know me well enough that uh, I'm typically working games. But I was there as a fan tonight. So it was a little bit weird for me, but it was really cool to see the Aggies just come out the way they they came out like the Miners, pretty much uh, in the first half, uh, pretty strong. Struggled a little bit in the second half, but again, uh, what I really saw and I and I, I I've seen it the, the last couple of games, especially last last week as well. Uh, their defense is pretty tough. They got a real, they got a pretty darn tough uh, and aggressive uh, go-getting kind of defense. Well, uh, I'm interested on the matchup, Eddie. I think it's going to be a good one. You you had the early prediction. You take uh, NMSU in this matchup, Battle of I-10, which I find intriguing. We'll see you next week, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm already uh, ready for the countdown, man. Next Wednesday, October 18th. Let's do it, man. I'm excited.
That's it. We'll see you there, Adrian. You guys have a good night. Great show, as always. Hey, appreciate it, Eddie. That's Eddie Morellos from the Sports & More podcast out in Las Cruces joining us here on the program as we continue. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into the program. Also, 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere on social media and online, 600 ESPN El Paso.com. We are winding things up here on the show. If you want to get in, now is the time to do it. Even if you have a message for us, send it our way here with us uh let's keep things moving let's um let's go back uh to social media this is coming in from 915 sun city caper best special teams coordinator for utep is jeff banks out of their price range my friend out of their price range uh and i'm talking about utep's price range and you know that too adam uh let's keep things moving and let's go back uh to some awards here guys we are starting things off with our Stanley Steamer, Steamroller of the Game. This is a tough one, guys. There's some good ones. You can go Torrance Burgess, 20 carries, 86 yards. You can give it a Dion Hankins. Uh, had just under 65 rushing yards, but had a touchdown on that opening drive. I have to go defense, guys. Yes. I have to go defense for Stanley Steamroller of the Game. And it's got to be... Say it, Sal. Say it. You know, you know where I'm going with this one. Say it. Maurice Westmoreland. Bingo. It was Without just a, a monster. Doubt, man. He Without was just a, a monster. I know Praise Mayule had a career sack performance, and we'll get to him in just a bit. But our st- our steamroller of the game is Maurice Mo Westmoreland. Uh, three sacks. I'm just going to call it out right now. I'm going to call my shot. Three sacks, six total tackles, a quarterback hurry as well. He was credited with three and a half tackles for losses in this game for 21 yards. Uh, the Kilgore transfer just bought. Balls out today. Stanley Steamroller of the game is Maurice Mo Westmoreland. What a performance for him for the Miners today. And hey, what a performance Stanley Steamer could do for your home. They're actually locally owned and operated, and they proudly provide professional cleaning services here in the city and the surrounding communities. Since their start back in the 40s, Stanley Steamer has served homes and businesses across the country. They're trusted by all to clean your carpet, to clean your air ducts to clean your hardwood your tile and grout the area rugs you have and more they make it easy to schedule a cleaning service with their easy online instant quote tool and their 24 7 availability you can call them tomorrow set it a, a, an appointment up for yourself 915-591-2905 or visit their website stanley steamer uh, to book your cleaning with stanley steamer today and they bring us the steamroller of the game each and every utep football game let's head over hey Zay, are you good with that one steamroller of the game maurice mo westmoreland you good with that no complaints from me okay just, uh, just need to know what that nickname praise and maurice westmoreland we still don't have a nickname. yeah we still don't have a nickname we still don't have one we we gotta keep mm. we gotta keep that going we'll, we'll uh we'll table that discussion uh let's go to our hot hand of the game i think this one's pretty easy too when supply el paso brings us our hot hand of the game each and every performance uh th- you could throw it to Cade mcconnell i mean 11 for 17 through the air two 62, zero interceptions, and a pair of touchdown passes. He had a quarterback rating of 233. Very impressive performance for the fourth-string quarterback. Now, 
QB1, question mark, possibly. Uh, but no, you have to give it to Kelly Akari. Eight catches, 223 receiving yards, and a pair of touchdown catches. One of them went as far as 80 yards. He had 66 yards after completion. Uh, Kelly Akari, stand up. Be proud of yourself. You had an absolute night, career night for him. He is no doubt about it, our hot hand of this game. And this is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. You can stay cool with Master Cool here in El Paso thanks to Wind Supply El Paso. They are an official distributor of Master Cool evaporative coolers, and they don't want you to sweat it out when you wait for the temperature outside to finally cool off here in El Paso. Each Master Cool system is priced lower than the box stores. To find your nearest Master Cool dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. That's windsupplyelpaso.com. Dot com for our hot hand of the game. Guys, for drive of the game, and this is brought to you by New Start Homes, I, I wrote down, um, you know, when UTEP, uh, it, you can look at the first opening drive, and I think that's a really good one to look at if you're, you know, looking in favor for UTEP. You could also look at the uh, second, uh, or actually the third touchdown drive. It was less than a minute, three plays, 72 yards, and it ended in that 23-yard pass from Cade McConnell to uh, Kelly Akari in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. That was his second touchdown catch of the night. But, guys, I got to go back to the defense, I, I at least in my opinion. Now, okay. tell me what you all think of this. Onside kick happens. The score at that point is 24-14. FIU gets it, uh, and they drive it to the UTEP 46. What does UTEP's defense do? They hold them on turnover on downs. They do not allow FIU to capitalize following a touchdown drive and following an onside kick recovery. Instead, UTEP's defense holds them right there. I think that's the drive of the game. I think that's the, you know, uh, what set UTEP over the top and helped them win this one. I was very impressed by that defensive stand, particularly off the onside kick. That was a little bit of a disaster point for UTEP. And if they scored, it would have been a three point game. If, you know, it would have even been a one score game had FIU got a field goal out of that drive from the onside kick recovery. But I'll turn it to you guys. What do you think about that one for drive of the game? You know what? I uh, I like it, but in my opinion, I still got to go with the um with that third touchdown. I, I think it it kind of solidified like hey, what we're watching is is no fluke in terms of in terms of that momentum. It's like, okay, congratulations, you came out hot. Then you get another touchdown based off of one play. Now it's like, okay, what else can they do? And they had a good number of of chunk plays in that drive as well. So I still like that one. I I do think it was a huge stop, but what kind of uh, detours me from picking that one is they really didn't do anything after getting that stop. They had they had to continue to play and you know dig up something from the ground to to say hey we found some treasure and it wasn't on the next drive after that. So that, that's that's my argument. Yeah, it was a quick three and out after that for the offense and they booted it right back to uh, to FIU to that point. And I'm talking about my the one that I suggested uh, for the defensive stand defensively uh, for the drive of the game. Zay, you be the tiebreaker. Which one did you like more? Did you like that third touchdown by the Miners drive, or did you like the defensive stand? Which one are you going? Yeah, give me that defensive stand. I think it's just like you have all that momentum going your way. We can be talking about a completely different game, a completely different minor talk, and catastrophic events may have unfolded if UTEP <laughs> did not get that fourth down stop. So, yeah, I agree with that there. I think uh, that defensive stand, I think it really just kind of, I'm not going to say cemented a win for the Miners, but it really did a 
did a lot for them in the long run. So okay. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll go sure. that one. All right. We'll go the defensive stand off the onside kick, drive of the game, thanks to New Start Homes. Hey, if you are out there looking for a mobile home or if you're looking for a tiny home to add to your backyard, your extra space at home, check out New Start Homes. They're great friends of the program. Jason and his excellent team out at New Start Homes does a fantastic job. In fact, they've got affordable bids, builds, excuse me, that start at affordable cost per month instead of renting every month instead of paying way too much on property taxes maybe consider a mobile home they've got locations out in el paso they've got a location in las cruces as well check them out online they've got their models online newstarthomes.net that is newstarthomes.net to learn more about them uh hey guys as we wind things down and as we turn the page and look to next week it is the 100th edition battle of i-10 utep versus new mexico state on one side you have diego pavia who has been outstanding at quarterback for nmsu and has led them thus far on the season i mean if i'm looking at new mexico state at this point right now i might be looking at a bowl team a team that it could contend for a bowl game when it's all said and done on the year uh i'm uh, you know maybe some would argue it's a little early to say that but four and three in conference usa having wins like new mexico under their belt they've got wins like fiu and sam houston under their belt but they've got a 45 minute drive to el paso next week wednesday night sun bowl will have it espn2 will will have the coverage um for national television uh guys give me your early thoughts on this one new mexico state utep next week and uh yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, to say the least. Yeah, it's going to be a huge one, especially for UTEP. Um, it's big for the Aggies, but I think it is a bigger game for the Miners. You want to continue that momentum. And the reason why I say it's bigger for UTEP is the Aggies have a really good chance to win this game, but in theory they can afford to lose this game. Whereas if you're the Miners, you really can't afford to lose this one because the final stretch, you you got Western Kentucky, Liberty. I'm so scared of that game, by the way. But yeah. you got Liberty, um, Loss. you know, in uh, Middle Tennessee as well. Loss. So that that's a really, really, um, you know, bigger. You're digging yourself in a bigger hole if you lose to New Mexico State. Whereas when you look at the Aggies, of course, coming off the win against Sam Houston, they're also riding a two-game win streak after the uh, the win there. They take on Louisiana Tech. I think they have a good chance against them. Uh, they'll be taking on Middle Tennessee. I think they have a good chance against them. That's in Cruces as well. Then it gets a bit tougher at Western Kentucky, at Auburn. Then they close it out with Jacksonville State. But they have a case to say, hey, is this a six or seven win team at the very least? Whereas if you're the Miners, you're lucky if you could get to six and six at the rate that they're going now. So, oh man, as, as far as how I think it's going to go, um, the jury's out. Oh, all right. We'll get a prediction from you next week. Yeah, hey, we have a lot of time between now and then. We'll we'll assess it in many ways. Uh, I just want to bring this up, and I'll throw it to you, Zay, for your your thoughts on this one ahead of it. Uh, Diego Pavia tonight, two hundred eighty six passing yards, two touchdowns, a hundred fifteen rushing yards for him, and a touchdown That's... on the ground. The uh, NMSU went up twenty seven to nothing against Sam Houston State, and just pretty much uh, you know held them off. They're a winless team the Bearcats are, but still the Aggies held Sam Houston to just seven first downs and 130 total yards of offense in the first half. Here's the key one for you guys. New Mexico State's defense, they held Sam Houston State to 82 rushing yards. They held Florida International last week 
to a combined 87 rushing yards last Wednesday. Their run defense is stepping up. They are going to dare UTEP to pass and dare UTEP to win in the passing game next week. That is going to be the key for UTEP versus New Mexico State. Zay, give me your early thoughts. Yeah, um, I'm going to just say this. I think NMSU's run defense is very overrated. Oh. Sam Houston State was without their six top running backs. Six. Wow. Six of their best running back. Good F- stat. FIU's offen- uh, run run offense, it was okay. I think UTEP's uh, run defense is just not as good. They're just not good. But um, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game. Diego Pavia, he gave UTEP fits last year. It's going to be a tough game. And I'm going to go against Sal. I think NMSU, they kind of need to win this game. Because you need seven wins to get to a bowl, not six because they played against Hawaii. So, you know, Louisiana Tech, that's going to be a tough game for them. Middle Tennessee is going to be a tough game for them. West Kentucky is going to be a tough game for them. Auburn's going to be a tough It's It doesn't get any easier after UTEP for NMSU. And then, of course, we know UTEP's situation. You know, they can't afford to lose any more games because you're going to need to upset one of – Western Kentucky, Liberty, or Middle Tennessee, or two of them, excuse me, if you want to make a bowl game, and that's counting that you beat NMSU and Sam Houston. Oh, that's so, an uphill battle. That's you know, an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle for UTEP especially, but you know, it's not it's not particularly easy for NMSU to get to a bowl game if they lose this game against UTEP. So a uh, lot is on the line uh, on Wednesday, and I can't wait. I honestly just can't wait. Wow. Well, I think that's how we end it, guys. I think that's going to do it for us tonight. It was a great addition to Minor Talk. As always, uh, rate, subscribe, download wherever you get your podcast. Check us out online, uh, 600ESPNElPaso.com. We will be back in action next Wednesday for Sal Montes, for Zay Galindo. I'm Adrian Bradis signing off, saying so long, and thanks for listening to Minor Talk. UTEP defeats Florida International tonight, 27-14, snaps a four-game losing streak. We'll be back next week here on 600 ESPN El Paso.